whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brent. What's happening? We're back in the uh, the social distance speakeasy because it's still shut down, but that's okay. We're at, we're at like at the level, whatever level one, phase one mandated 25% capacity, which is the same capacity <laughs> yeah. every night. Same capacity every Two. night. Two. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we don't have Jeeves here. He's still on hiatus. Uh, That's true. He's, he's visiting the, the vacation home in the Maldives. So, yeah, we're at sixty-six. I guess we're at sixty-six percent capacity. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, uh, but but it's good to be back. It's good to it's good to start reopening this thing, and uh, and drink some whiskey, man. Hell yeah! It's been a bit too long. It has. It has been too long you're you're in the middle of a big big change yep and uh we're getting back summer's getting there yeah we're getting back to summer it's getting back to normal hopefully hopefully but uh let's uh let's drink some whiskey but you know what uh we're gonna go to a place that i I don't know if they have social distancing because the entire country is socially distant let's go up to canada tonight yeah we're gonna drink we're gonna drink some canadian whiskey they only have like three cities in Canada, right? Like Vancouver, oh, yeah. Toronto, Montreal. Montreal. And I, That's it. There's little villages where like moose and penguins and stuff. Yeah. And polar bears. But yeah. but yeah, they got uh, they got some they got some cities, uh, lots of ice. But tonight we're gonna drink some whiskey from there. Uh, we are we have been gifted a, a nice little five five piece gift set of the Crown Royal. Uh, some of it's from the Noble Collection, and then some of it is from their XR Collection. Um, this is an interesting setup. So we have five whiskeys from uh, Sarah Ford out in Los Angeles. We are going to be drinking some of the Cornerstone Blend, the wine ba- or the what are we doing next? The wine barrel, yeah, the wine barrel yeah. finished. Then the Bourbon Mash, the 13-year-old Bourbon Mash from the Noble Collection, and then we've got some of the Crown Royal XR Blue Label and uh, a special dram of the. Crown Royal Monarch, 75th anniversary blend. That's an interesting one. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Now, uh, Brent, Crown Royal. I mean, it is like, everybody knows it. It's got the purple velvet sack. Uh, it's, you know, Crown and Coke. It, it's it's yep. like Canadian's Jack Daniels. Yeah, it's, um, it is the, I think it is the only, especially down here, it is the only rival to Jack Daniels, you know, I work in this industry, and Crown Royal is not one of my brands, and it is absolutely like a thorn in my side because <laughs> it's one of those—it's one of those things that you can't ever kick off of a back bar. Yeah, uh, you know, you never down here for sure. I know it's—it's it's not maybe not the same in every part of the country, but 
in Louisiana, Crown Royal, it's like we're in Crown Royal country. I mean, there's there's not a bar you go into uh, that doesn't have Crown Royal. And if you go into some just podunk small restaurant that's got, you know, a, a, you know, a tin bottle back bar where they've got a couple whiskeys, a couple rums, a couple vodka. I mean, one of those whiskeys is gonna be crown. Is gonna be Crown Royal. Yeah. Um, pretty much Jack and Jack and Crown is what they're gonna, you know, what they're gonna have. Yeah. So this brand, the brand is a absolute powerhouse. Um, and this is a Diageo brand, and this is one of the probably money makers for them that drives all the crazy oh, yeah. that they have that they have in that portfolio, all the crazy scotches and. Other things. This and Johnny um, Black is their is their bank and bunny that just churns profit after profit. I think they have, I think they have Smirnoff and Kettle One vodka. They yes, have, Diageo has some. Oh, they have a lot of big he- big brands. Some have some heavy hitters, but they also have some super, I guess, kind of off the wall. Oh yeah, well. they say that, but I mean the, the, those Scotch. The Scotch portfolio, especially the ones that were in that Game of Thrones collection, are all pretty at the, well known. At this point, pretty they're pretty well known. known. I, I would say probably 15 years ago, 10 years ago, nobody knew of Craig Ellerkey or nobody knew of yeah. uh, Singleton. But now, I, I yeah. mean, with with the kind of the boom of whiskey, it, it, they're they're not unknown brands anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, Crown Royal obviously produced in Canada. They're out in the middle of the country in uh, Manitoba. Uh, you know, off the no. off the lake, you know, where you get on a boat and uh, and do some fishing, some ice fishing. But yeah, they're I mean they're they're uh, they're the biggest they're the biggest whiskey distillery in this in the country. Uh, they are actually the top selling Canadian whiskey in the United States. So nobody sells more Canadian whiskey than Crown Royal. Yeah. As I would think that they I would think that they would have to be what eighty percent of the Canadian whiskey market. I mean. It, yeah. I don't know what the number is, but I can imagine it's freaking massive. Oh, I, I I would bet it's at least 80% of the Canadian whiskey market. Uh, but they were first started, it's funny, they were first started in 1939 as a tribute to the royal tour of uh, King George VI and his wife, Queen Elizabeth, which is uh, the Queen Mother and her father. Uh, that would be Queen Elizabeth's mom. And uh, so that was actually, it was actually made as a present to them. And this is where we actually get the 75th anniversary blend here. Uh, when, they has, when they celebrated their 75th anniversary of their opening and that 75th anniversary of that royal tour. So it's, uh, it, it's an interesting start. And after that, they started distilling off the shores of Lake Winnipeg in, in Canada. And now they use uh, primarily rye. Most of their stuff is rye, corn, and barley. That's pretty much the majority of their mash bill. Uh, so almost all of these are a rye, uh, a rye, high rye whiskey. And all of it is sourced from Manitoba and the surrounding provinces. And they use uh, up to almost a million gallons of water per year that is naturally filtered through the limestone beneath the lake to distill and uh, proof down their whiskey. So, all it, you know, crazy. I got to say, all of it is pretty much locally sourced. You want to talk about a local distillery? This is this is pretty it, uh, pretty much it for for one of the biggest distilleries in the world. That's pretty. It's pretty interesting. So, uh, why don't we start? You know, enough about Crown Royal itself. Uh, if you want to taste the original Crown Royal, by all means, go for it and share it with share your notes with us because. Uh, 
we'll let you take that take that one for the team. Yeah, not one, not one I'll be purchasing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is the Crown Royal Noble Collection. Uh, it was started as like a in I think 2014. It's just a way for them to kind of get a little bit of higher end whiskey uh, that they wanted to start producing and a limited release. So this is the Cornerstone blend. It is a blend of their three most essential whiskeys uh, through um, through the Crown Royal Distilling Company. So, and I and I don't know if there's more, but I think if you look at what the original is, the original is a 50 whiskey blend. Yes. Of 50 different whiskeys. So I guess by them saying this, I'm assuming this is just the three most prominent of that 50. Correct. A much smaller blend than a right. 50 whiskey so they, blend, they take, what, it's, what it seemed like. They take their three most prominent whiskeys out of their regular Crown Royal and only use those and blend this down to get the taste that they wanted to uh, want to have. That's kind of cool. It is cool. It's kind of the way to kind of show, hey, here's Crown Royal, if it were really, really good. Well, and I know, I mean, I'm assuming the, the 50 whiskey blend is a consistency thing and most likely to touch on, I know a lot of people are doing this now, is it's blending, they're picking barrels from different parts of the warehouse that they know this part of the warehouse lends to right. smoothie, smoothness, this is spicy, this has vanilla, this has oak. So they're taking these 50 whiskeys, you know, from whatever parts to keep this consistent blend. But with this, they're saying, hey, let's find three major characteristics that we want to showcase pick those those essentials and it says sweet caramel rich toasted grain and aroma of ripe fallen apples so maybe that's the three pillars of flavors of what that they, they want they're pulling yeah okay and those three probably go into the original crown Royal. and i mean look i'm making this i'm, I'm you know just this is my guesstimate opinion yeah guess on what's going on based on the blurp on their website but um do not take that to do not take that to the bank. No, I, I think that's exactly what they were trying to do here. I mean, let's go ahead and nose this. I mean, first of all, the color, it's it's traditional straw color, light, yeah, light gold. Light, light straw. Yeah, light gold. Yeah. Um, it, uh... Man, it's definitely got that... The fallen apple. Sweet, sweet, sweet caramel fallen yeah. apple. Yeah, caramel apple. It, it literally smells like a caramel apple. This it smells like fall. It, you know, honestly, like there's those candles that just have a season on them. It says fall. Yeah. This is it. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, yeah, you get you get the toasted like toasted oat, not oak, oat, like grains. Oat. The toasted wheat, honey, like I mean, Cheerios. Apple, ooh, apple cinnamon Cheerios. That's kind of what it smells like. So what do you think, I mean, does you think this is just a, this whole, I don't know if they had any write-up on what this, why this series was create, created, but I'm assuming just... I think it was created to, it doesn't say, but I think it was created just to kind of, you know, this is about 2014, they want to start entering that, uh, not like craft whiskey, but higher-end whiskey manufacturing. They want to get into the upper echelon of, of whiskeys and, and say, hey, look, look. We're not just Crown Royal Regal Apple. 
or you know royal peach we have real whiskey take us seriously people instead of instead of using our whiskey for your apple teeny you know yeah so i found a couple things about it so this was controversial controversially it was, it, was a, it was a controversy on this being picked as Jim Murray's 2015 whiskey of the year oh well that's because he has just paid off we all know that and there's not many people with deeper pockets than Diageo yeah I mean um, first of all he but, he picked 1792 foolproof as last year's yeah. whiskey of the year so I I take Jim Murray and look Jim Murray's a smart guy Jim Murray is a very very well respected person but I take everything he says with a little bit of grain of salt So, they're saying this is a 60% corn, 36 rye, 4 malted malted barley. barley. Made. Okay, so it's saying the blend, the 61% of the blend is the bourbon style with 60% corn, 30% rye, 4% malted barley. Then 6% of the blend is made on the coffee still, still. And then 33% of this whiskey is a 96 rye. Ooh, that's... I don't think I've ever had something that's that much rye. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty cool. So two two same mash bills, different different distilling process, and then one very high Yes. High rye. Very high rye. And the youngest youngest whiskey's eight eight years. I don't think I've ever had a full rye, one hundred percent rye. Cause I think Rittenhouse rye is is uh, still a corn whiskey. If I recall correctly, um, yeah. you can definitely so, tell it's it's got age on it. It's not young. You don't have that barrel funk. Mm-mm. All right, let's um, let's dig into so this. So definitely got the the fruits, the the caramel. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty much everything. What they say, it's got some very fruity apples, nice caramel notes, uh, toasted oat, and a little bit of wood note. Not too much, but fall in a glass. Tasting. Mm-hmm. Very light. Very light. Odd, uh. It's definitely got the sweet caramel going on. It's got the sweetness. You still get some of that, like, grainy flavors, like the toasted grains. But there's really not much going on. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of flat on the front. Yeah. For sure. Like it just doesn't, you know, like a, you smell it, smells beautiful, smells caramel, smells kind of those classic, I think that bourbon profile, which the majority of this is, carries in, sticks out, but it hits the tongue. It's just like, it's like it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like... It's it's not like a dry mouthfeel. Like, very astringent whiskeys, especially rye whiskeys, give you that really dried-out mouth. This one has a little bit of, like, texture to it, a little bit of oil, but not, like, not heavy oil at all. Yeah, next to zero mouthfeel, right? I yeah. Mean, what am I tasting there? Like, there's something... I mean, it has... This is... Odd. How much was this a bottle? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to see. Chocolate. There's a little bit of chocolate in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that's it. It's kind of got some milk. Light, light, light. You know what? It, you know what it reminds like me of? Less than twenty percent, like low percent. You know, cacao percent. Yeah, it reminds me of like Whoppers. It's got that like. See, the only thing I don't, I don't have. You get, you get some kind of malt. I mean, I guess a little the fresh bit of malt kind of has that, but a little tiny bit of malt. But it's got, it's got like that wa- the chocolate that you get on Whoppers. It's not very good. I, I get kind of the milk chocolate, and I kind of get now. I see, what, I know what you're saying, like that. Uh, the chocolate coating on a malted milk ball is like very, li- very light chocolate. Light, and it's light in the flavor profile of when you're eating the malted milk yeah. ball. The, like the malt is so much stronger. Yeah. The chocolate just seems like it, a very light. It's not so like I, kinda, I can kind of get that. It's not like good chocolate. It's just chocolate. It's that's there. Yeah, I don't understand too. In the finish, that this it's crazy. Almost hardly zero mouthfeel. Hardly, hardly. Zero front end on the palate and hardly zero finish. It's like, where did this whiskey go? Yeah. When I put it in my mouth, I mean, it's a. I would say it's it is, it's not it's unmistakably whiskey. I mean, yeah. it's definitely whiskey, but it's just if you told me that I mean, I don't know eight year bourbon, I don't know eight year bourbon that is this. Oh God, no! Unpa- it, it, unpowerful it, light. It would be. It well, first of all, an eight year old bourbon is probably going to be in the. 51% alcohol by volume, and this is watered down to 40.3. I mean, this is barely whiskey. And that's something, that's something too. It's definitely lighter. Yeah. Um, it is It is unremarkably short. Like, this is one of the shorter finishes I think I've ever had. I just, I just can't, like, pick anything out on that finish. It goes so quick. I mean, here's the thing, too. I mean, at 80, what? 80.6 proof. Yeah. I mean, you're drinking... 60% of this is fucking water. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it tastes like it. It does. It's got a watered-down... Like, it's like watered-down little tiny hint of oak. It's like if water was aged in an oak barrel on that finish. It's just so light. I don't... I don't get. I, I almost want to taste regular Crown Royal, just to see why you would produce produce this. I feel like Crown Royal has got like regular Crown Royal has probably got to have a little more bite to it. Like I would almost want this to have more bite. I mean, look, you can definitely say it's smooth. Oh yeah, no. It's, it has. It's, it does not have a bite. No. It does not have an ethanol burn. See this though. To me, this is a hundred percent a neat drinker. You cannot oh, yeah. put water in no. this. You cannot put a cube in this. You cannot mix this in a in a cocktail. I have my little water jug for today. <laughs> that I I was planning on adding some water to these, but I th- there's no way I would. This, I mean, this would go down to like thirty six percent immediately. A good, a, a solid nose. I will give it that. I think the best thing about this is the nose. Solid nose. Bland palate. Just unremarkable. One, one hundred percent agree. Nose is the nose is the rock star. And there's just there's just not enough on the finish to to give it any good note. I mean, they Crown Royal is telling me fruity tartness fades into gentle woody spice. I get a little wood spice, but it is so weak. And so gentle, it's like being spanked with a, I don't know, a popsicle stick. 
I didn't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I didn't know. You kind of, <laughs> you could have went down a real bad, <laughs> yeah. bad path. A blade of grass. I mean, I, a bar straw. <laughs> a bar straw. Yeah, a bar straw. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just there's not enough. There's not enough oomph yeah. on this on this finish for me to really uh, enjoy it. Um, tell you what, Brant. Normally we save rev- numbers for the end. I want to give a number as we go along to see if these things get better. Uh, what do you um, What do you think on this one? All right, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to say 77. Okay, I'm and the, re- and the reason off. I looked back, huh? We're way off. Oh uh, well, I guess you went way lower than I that did. then. <laughs> I, I I went 77 um, based on what I've ranked. I ranked like the uh, Maker's 46 was like an 80 86, and then uh, I, I like Basil Hayden Caribbean Cast is a 72. Um, I think this is better than better than that, but not as good as you know out the bottle Maker's Mark forty six. Oh yeah, definitely go? definitely not nearly as good as Maker's forty six. Um, I give it a seventy one. Uh, it's okay. it's it's still drinkable. It is very drinkable, very smooth. Again, you could definitely polish off a good chunk of this bottle without even knowing it. You, I mean, you're not feeling any burn. A, a mite would be able to chug <laughs> yeah. this bottle. <laughs> yeah. That like that dude catfish coolie that ch- chugs a bottle of Fireball and then eats like the spicy yeah candy or shit. Right? Yeah, you could definitely do that. All right, on to the wine barrel finished whiskey. All right, now this I'm excited about because you know I like oh yeah any me too any and everything wine barrel finished wine, wine barrel finished. So this one is uh, showcases their Royal Fine Deluxe whiskey. So. Uh, one of their EXO style whiskeys that basically gets put into casks and then forgotten about for a while. So this is a little bit older. And then they're finished in Cabernet Sauvignon wine barrels. Now I've had some Cabernet finished whiskeys. Uh, you have too, Groth, to name one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. Tullabardine Murray collection actually does a Chateauneuf de Pop finished whiskey. I don't think we've done that on the show. We have to, I think we have that in for review. But we haven't done I it think yet. That that Groth may be the only Cabernet. I've had a lot of port finish yes. stuff, but Cabernet that may be one of the only Cabernet. Um, speaking of, by the way, not totally sidetracked. Did you pick up that Elijah Craig eighteen? No, I did not. No, you didn't. No, Balk, balked on it. I be, I did. The reason is I got there's one right there. <laughs> I did. It's just. I mean, I've read reviews of it, and everyone basically says, go spend a third and go get the barrel Half proof. The, yeah, on barrel proof. Yeah. yeah. And I, and dude, I get it. I just, I got, I got that one because you don't run across them, and I actually have one of the old label with, like, the viney kind of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, the, last, the last label. Okay, so uh, Wine Barrel Finished Whiskey. This is their second expression in the Noble Collection. Um, Beautiful bottle on these. I'm looking online. Like, yeah. It's got kind of that... Cut glass bottom, like Waterford crystal real, bottom, yeah, yeah, and like a, a, a unmistakably Crown Royal, um, yep. bottle shape, yeah. and then it comes in a. This comes in that it, it, instead of the really regular purple pouch, it comes in a really really dark purple pouch. Hmm. So, okay, I like the nose on this. All right, let's see. Hang on. So this one is at 40.5. So similar proof, 
nothing uh, nothing too too high up there. So similar proof, yeah. I mean, ba barely over. So you smell. So nose. I mean, kind of similar to the the last one. I mean, nose nose is what you expect color wise. I mean, maybe a tad darker than the than the last. Yeah, a little, maybe, uh, maybe. Um, this is this got this has a little bit more pungent nose. So it's it's basically so this is essentially Crown Royal's traditional blend, regular Crown Royal, and then aged in six months in Cabernet uh, Cabernet Sauvignon barrels from the Paso Robles region of California. So pretty decent re region of wine. About sixty bucks a bottle. Light amber on the color. I'll I'll go with. Yeah. Honey color. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's actually got a pretty astringent nose. It's got a pretty uh, alcohol forward nose, actually, for being 40 percent. It does. When you dig down into it, it definitely got a little. It's got a little ethanol to it, but it also has. It has kind of a, um, which not expected from wine finish. It kind of has a rye spicy yeah. minty. Yes, it does. Uh, has like a rye. Yeah, dig down into it's it. got like an, a eucalyptus rye scent to it that. And man, it's it, yeah. You know, it, I, I gotta tell you, it almost has like a kind of maybe some like a cleaning solution <laughs> um, to the ethanol, like to the ethanol, not like to yeah. To, no, no, you definitely get some sort of like. Like I'm wondering if it's this has got you know more heads or tails or something different or different than it. And this one says it, it's not like it's not a changed mash bill, so it's just the same mash bill, it's, the same yeah. Crown Royal original, just finished in, um, finished in wine barrel. Which once in the, once again, I, got, I wish I just had. I wish I, we could have started with regular Crown Royal, just to kind of understand what that tastes like. What that yeah, what the the original is. So this one has a little more butterscotch on the nose. Um, yeah. There's no apple. There's absolutely no apple to this one. I think this one is definitely seems more dry, mint. Yes. Like you said, eucalyptus. It's definitely rye forward. But interesting. All right, let's get into this one. All right, definitely more mouthfeel. Mm -hmm. De and so, not even digging into flavors mm. first, but just just mouthfeel feels thicker, feels creamy, creamier, warmer. Um, doesn't have that ethanol ethanol burn. Finish is substantially longer than than the first one. Um, and I mean, first first taste without digging into flavors. This is pretty. Pretty pretty good step in the right direction. Yeah, this is this is definitely way better. So, weirdly enough, it is more whiskey finish on, or w more whiskey notes on the nose, rye finish, rye whiskey, and then when you get to the mouthfeel, it, it's got nice malty butterscotch flavors, and then there's a little fruit in there. There's definitely that you can t definitely taste that wine finish, like dark dark dried fruits, uh, blackberries, uh, blueberries. Um. Wine on wine all over yeah. the palate. And, and, on, on and the, you get that oak 
tannin that wine, uh, that red wine has, that really like dry oak tannin. This is yep. a much better palate. Well, and this one is th- crazy, just the opposite, right? The other one yeah. smelled delicious, taste lacking. This one smells okay, taste. Tastes way better. Way better. New, new flavor every time I, I sip it. Like I said, dried fruit, but. Red berry, blueberry, mm. um, creamy, 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 you know, that butterscotch and toffee and. Yeah, there's there's a lot more going on with this one. And the fruitiness, the, the wine fruitiness really shines out on it. Yeah, and it's like every every time I, I drink it, I'm like, man, there's, there's a little more happening. There's a little more happening. Yeah, I love I love that you get like the nice oak tannins on the finish, and they really sing as you as you drink a little bit more of this. I added a little water. I want to see what this does because I think it's going to open up the oakiness to it. There's just so much coming at you. I really, I mean, it's really like it, it, this one really punches in your mouth. It gives you so much, like it throws everything right at you, and makes you kind of uh, just pick out flavors. It's very difficult. So finish, I mean, what, what do you, I mean, I'm saying I think it's it's medium intensity, but heavy, still has heavy mouthfeel, and it and it, it lingers. My tongue still kind of has some of that bacon spice, you know, cin- there's maybe some cinnamon, I don't know, even, I don't know if even it has like some licorice anise kind of. Oh, the, no, there, I think that's what gives it that, you know, it, it takes that from the rye, the, uh, the anise-flavored, uh, you know, rye finish. Add a little water. Add a little bit of water to this. really opens up that finish even more. It kind of adds an, that it takes those oak tannins and really brings those to the forefront. But this is... Unrem- like this is unmistakably smooth. This is really smooth. I definitely enjoy this one way more. Sarah, if, if you're listening to this, you redeemed yourself on on bottle two. Mm. There's no there's no doubt about that. I hope you still have some of this left over to go back and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you can you can definitely uh, savor this one. This one's really good. Good job on so bottle this- two. Is this an? I mean, this is an older bottle. I'm assuming this is this something that's not on the shelf. No, nah, it's retired. Anymore. It Anyone? was it was produced in 1617. I think they sold out in 17, and uh, okay. it, it just it, it has not been. Ma- no, it has not been made since. Uh, it is a it is a retired whiskey. Hopefully, they bring it back because this is really good. Wait, maybe you can buy it now. Oh no, you can still buy this. Okay. You have to get it from Drizzly Reserve Bar. I don't know where if, if there's anyone near me, but you can still buy this one. So this one's really smooth. I like the oak tannins. The finish is is got a good mouthfeel, rich, you know, a rich velvety mouthfeel. It honestly has the mouthfeel of their pouch. That sounded real bad. <laughs> Spanked with a, a a bar straw and velvety pouches in yeah. your mouth. This is really good. Very good second bottle. Mm-hmm. All right, so 
on this one, I'll start us off um, looking at some of my previous wine finished whiskeys. It, it, it's it's up there. It's not going to be. I don't think this gets into the high 80s. I, I would probably call this an 80, 81. 80. I'm going to go with a solid 80 on this one. It's a good whiskey. I would definitely drink this again if I see it on the shelves. I would probably buy this. Um, I would. I would buy this. I would. I would definitely buy this. So I. I, I gave it 86. So okay. I gave it mid mid 80s. Pretty pretty strong props. And I and I guess coming off the last one, this tastes like a gym. So um, ready to see what the next. Uh, next one brings for sure because uh, that was pretty cool yeah and un- unexpected after like I said first one the nose was like oh great and then the palate let you down so after smelling that one I was kind of like oh not as good as the first one is this going to suck and it was totally, totally yeah good. no I was definitely not uh, expecting that good of a flavor uh, off that nose I thought it was a, uh, a, a just a lackluster nose it, it smelled honestly like Listerine mouthwash and it really redeemed itself. It, it is a totally different nose than the palate, and that's amazing because normally the palate that you get from the or the, the nose tasty notes to the palate tasty notes are often very similar. They're they're usually pretty spot. This was just far off and completely different. And Body Python would be proud. Let's try the so this is their this is probably their most controversial one. Aside from being whiskey not not being whiskey of the year. Right. So back in what was that, 2018, I think. Uh, they the Crown Royal introduced a bourbon, a Canadian bourbon, which, by all accounts, could not po- could not be possible because it was it's technically not really a bourbon. So they had to relabel it and call it a bourbon mash, which is what it is, and it's a it's a Canadian whiskey with. Uh, using a bourbon style mash so we always talk about it bourbon mash will has to be 51% corn or more it's got to be new charred American oak it's got to go into the barrel at like 120 and it's got to be at least like 45% or 40 I think it's got to be 40% at I think it's just the yeah oh it's got to go in that's right it's just the in the it's intake. just the in, in, and, in and out I think yeah. is the only thing that it uh has to be yeah. so this one like this that. one comes in with a mash bill of 60% corn or it's, it has to come off the still at no greater god damn I can't remember I think it's no greater than 120 right 120 proof it, goes into the bar- it has to go in the barrel at no less than yeah something, something like that something um, alright so this is a this is a instead of calling it a bourbon they had to relabel it and call it a bourbon mash so this one is actually one of their uh, age statement ones mm. Blender's mash. It couldn't have bourbon in the name. Right. It was originally called bourbon. Bourbon, bourbon mash. mash. Now it's called Old Blender's mash. Yeah. So this is a a bourbon mash bill, a bourbon like mash bill. Thirty or sixty percent corn, thirty six percent rye, and full four percent malted barley. And this one is actually aged for thirteen years. So. Uh, so this was the second. Variation of this, correct? From what I rem- what I remember, the first one was like a the, four or five year whiskey. Yeah, it wasn't very. And it was in like the regular Crown Royal looking box, and well, 
regular size package Crown Royal box and everything, yep. and it uh, and it said the bourbon mash, and then when they changed it to Blender's mash, they came out with this 13-year product, which is crazy because that obviously tells you that they had been fucking planning this for a while, for a long, long, long while, and I can't believe when they laid this down, knowing. I mean, you think 13 years ago, that was bef- almost before the bourbon craze. It was. It was absolutely before yeah. the bourbon craze. That's 2007. I mean, 2007. It, yeah, you could find yeah. Pappy on the shelf. You could find Pappy on the shelf because Wedding Singer or Wedding Crashers has not hit, hit the theaters yet, had it? No. Uh-huh. Wedding Crashers was really the Pappy boom because they drank Pappy like it was the greatest thing in the world. And that really helped spark that. I think that was 08 or 09, something like that. Yeah, but, but yeah. So thirteen years they had planned this. This was the second, I guess, the second iteration. And this shit is dark. Yeah, this is more copper. Well, compared to what we've seen so far tonight, I would call that like a nice copper, like good copper color. Yeah. Yeah, bronze almost, almost bronze actually. No, it does look like a copper penny. Looks yeah. like a nice shiny penny. Ooh, yeah. that's a little rust, little rust red, but not really like not rust. Take a take a nose of this. This one's nice. Sir Ford, you're two, you're two for three right now. Ooh, I mean that's that smells bourbony. It's mellow, vanilla. A little too far north though. Yeah. Good orange. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, so this is definitely has sweet corn. I mean, sweet corn grain. Yeah, sweet corns in there. I mean, it's it smells like a traditional bourbon. There's a, there's ooh, ooh got a lot of rye there. There's definitely some high rye notes and clove. I mean, it it, it smells like a high rye bourbon. I can get with that. A little bit of a little little oak. I mean, it's. You know, it doesn't have... Yeah, it's not nearly as oaky as a lot of bourbons. And I think that's because, again, you got to remember the aging process does do a different, you know, does do different things based on where this is being aged. So if this, if this same whiskey was being aged down in Tennessee, it would certainly be a lot oakier, a lot darker. I mean, this is pretty dark for being aged up in Canada where it's, it snows 363 days a year and it's cold all the time. As opposed, if you go down to Texas, where it's hot as hell, and that is churning through the wood, and you're getting all, you're pulling all those dark notes out. So this is so, pretty dark for Canada. I mean, we don't know. Also, at least I don't think it's said in here. Like what the char was. Is this a is this a number four char? Is yeah. No, it doesn't. Like it just says new char yeah. American oak, which I'm. It does say new. It does say new though. Yeah. It said new. New char. So I'm thinking it's probably a three, which is standard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's Diageo, it's probably standard number three char. They're probably not going out of their way to go get, uh, you know, a good, a good batch of custom barrels from Kelvin Cooperage or something like that. Um, lots of lots of vanilla on this one. All right, I'm ready, ready to taste. Let's do it. I mean, never would guess that's Crown Royal, right? I mean, no, it tastes like you know what. 
It's fucking. It's, it's bourbon. It's weird. It, it's got a classic bourbon palate. You know, mellow vanilla, sweet corn, orange marmalade, but then, like, as you kind of taste it on your tongue, it's a little bit of green apple. The finish is different too. Finish slides away from. Finish changes from, I guess, what the front of the palate and the nose is telling me. Also, I was going to say, very little ethanol, very, very solid, rich mouth, mouth feel. Yeah, it's definitely way more rich than the other two. Yeah, this is, it's a pretty solid palate, actually. Good mouthfeel, nice and, not overly oily, but solid. There is a little spiciness to it, which is a good, a good bourbon. I see. I mean, I, I get kind of spice on the back yeah. end, a little. But I mean, yeah, definitely orange. Um. Yeah, you said, you said a little malted barley. Yeah, there's a little malted barley, a little bit of that, uh, like fresh green apple, like uh, Granny Smith apple. Mm. Like oh. Is gonna sound bad, but sour apple uh, Jolly Rancher. A little tiny bit of that on the palate, like as you're as it's going from the front to the back, and you're you're kind of swallowing it. A little bit of uh, sour green apple. Yeah. And good rye spices to finish this thing out. So. In, in this review, one of these reviews here, it, it's talking about, and I just kind of did it in it, the longer it sits on the tongue, the stronger the burn burn gets. It like it, It's like it digs in. And that, to me, the finish, what changes on the finish, because the longer it's in your mouth, the longer it kind of stays over your tongue as it's, as it's finishing. It kind of digs in um, a little bit. But there's definitely some spice on the big spice on the finish little smoke um little smoke maybe a little kind of even some salted caramel yeah yes that's the I, I think that's the like the sweetness that like salty sweetness that I was looking for I was trying to find find out what that was but this one's good It's it's got a good a mix of rye and bourbon on this uh, the palate, yeah, and on the finish. The finish is more rye than anything. Man, do, but do I like this more than the last one? That's a question. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Terry, you're you're definitely batting uh, two for three right now. Yeah. If you were if you were a Dodger right now, you'd be Cody Bellinger. Oh man, I uh, I had to tell you this in the baseball. So, you know, Michael Michael Fernandez is a Miami Marlins fan, living in, in Miami. Wait, no, he's a Red Sox yeah. fan. He's a huge Red Sox fan. Oh uh, well, he lives in. Miami. Yes, he does. He does live in Miami. I don't know why I thought he's a Marlins Marlins fan. So maybe maybe the joke wasn't as as heavy hitting, but <laughs> he laughed. But I, I said, hey, this is the Marlins' year. They have a massive advantage over every other team because they don't have to get used to playing in empty 
empty stadiums this <laughs> That's year. That's true. Neither of the Florida teams do. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay yeah, <laughs> also right. has that advantage. <laughs> yeah, don't have to get used to playing in those empty stadiums. It'll just be like a normal normal home season. Yeah, it was funny. I was talking with someone the other day about uh, the All-Star game and what, like, what's going to happen. And uh, you know, Funnily enough, it's out in L.A. where Sarah's from. She's a huge Dodger fan. Um, and I found out that Tampa Bay is the only team in baseball never to have hosted an All-Star game. Tampa Bay's never nope. hosted an All-Star game. Nope. The only the only major league team in, currently in baseball that has never hosted an All-Star game. And quite honestly, ain't going to happen. I wonder why. That stadium's horrific. The stadium? Yeah, the St. Trop- Tropicana That's Field. Not Trop- oh, yeah. It's Tropicana? Yeah. It's, Wait, is it Tropicana? Yeah, it's still Trop. The Trop. Yeah. It's horrible. But if, what's a uh, what did Houston recently? Uh, it well, it's Minute Maid Park. Minute Maid. That's they had one. I knew it was a fruit. I knew it was a fruit. A fruit juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for Dole Whip Stadium. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. So yeah. score on this one. This one's gonna get. We're going up. We're going up, Sarah. You know what? It's funny. We were kind of debating on what order we should do this. I think we have picked the right order so far. So far. So, all right. So far. So I, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a slight advantage. I'm gonna go 88. Okay. Me too. Uh, well, not 88. I'm gonna give this an 87. It's it's high. It's very very good. Yeah. This is. This is a solid seven. one. Close. Now I don't. Close your eyes, serve this. I wouldn't tell you that this was knockoff bourbon. Yeah. This is not. You know. This is not high end Booker's. Uh, but this is this is a solid, uh, a solid bourbon. It's it's. Um, Old Bardstown. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other high rye. Uh, old Granddad. It, it's right up there with Old Granddad. This is not going to disappoint you. 84, 85, 86. You're, you're not going to be ha- un- unhappy with this one. But I'm going to go 87 because I really like the palate and the flavor and the nose. I like it. This is a good solid whiskey start to finish. Excellent. Excellent bottle. Okay. On to the Crown Royal XR Blue. This is a this is the, the extra rare whiskey series that they have. Uh, and now this is one of the one of the very final batches of whiskeys from their LaSalle distillery before they close that down to open up the new one in uh, Manitoba. And this is forty uh, percent. It's straight up eighty proof. They watered this down as much as they could. Because they didn't have, probably didn't have much of it left, but it comes in a really nice decanter style bottle. Uh, it's got a crystal topper. It's got these cool flirtily style facets, all you know, all etched into the uh, to the outside of the bottle. Very cool. So XR blue, extra rare blue. Yeah. Let's see what we get on this one. 40% blue label. It comes in a blue pouch. They, by the way, all of the uh, all of the Crown Royal series come in those velvet pouches. It's, so, it's their thing. So they did um, blue and red. So there were a couple different yes. op- options on this. XR Red is the one that is currently available. I think the XR Blue is actually still available. I think it's still available. 
Yeah, it's still available. It's about 120 bucks a bottle. So not terrible. Okay, so this to so the so the blue just is just it's the blue blue pouch blue box. I think I've had this before. You know, I definitely don't think I've had this. Cuz I haven't had much Crown Royal. So we do we know this says the number two LaSalle that's that's what the blue was yeah so it's from it's all from the LaSalle distillery before they closed it which was uh, it's, I mean that's gotta yeah. be 20 years ago alright so on the nose it's light there's there's not much going on it's it's tough to pick out because there's not like we're coming off that bourbon we're coming off that bourbon that had the really powerful nose, very, very spice forward. This one's definitely light. I get some dried fruits. So I, I didn't have I had a lesser amount of glasses, so I just wanted to transfer it and see if I was smelling bourbon residual because I mean this one has yeah, light fruit, but it's like a honey flavored. It's, it's it honestly, I'll be honest. It smells more like a scotch than a than a uh, bourbon whiskey or Canadian yeah, whiskey. Do we know what? The, I mean, do we know? Does this got a malted barley? I have, heavy? I honestly have no idea what this mash bill is. I, I think it's. There's, there's, I think it's probably. There ain't much. It's probably regular Crown Royal mash bill. The more I smell it, it's definitely more rye forward. I mean, I can get I can get like some mint, but some mint a little. A little chocolate. Yeah. Like I said, dry kind of chocolate and So No, I mean it has a small like a sweet sweetness. I think I, I don't know, it kinda has a sweetness, but it kinda has like that So I don't know, minty So on this one I think the rye spices are, are forward. There's definitely mint. Uh, the sweetness I think for me smells like butterscotch toffee. Again, I think that's why I said at first it smelled like a scotch. Yeah. It, you know, you know what? It, it kind of smells like a Heath bar, the toffee and chocolate. Okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I, right? Right? All right, I'm in. It, yeah. Now you say that I'm like, yep, that's. It definitely has that, that yeah, has that kind of Heath bar. Now on a fucking Heath oh, bar. Jesus dude, those are so good. Those are, by the way, most underrated candy bar that nobody likes, and I will gladly take all of the Heath bars. And it's it's even better when it's I mixed. Know, dude, there's some. It's even better when it's mixed. There's some ice underrated cream. candy. There's some underrated candy bars. Oh yeah, there. absolutely. I mean, but honestly, one of my favorite things. So back in St. Louis, we have this place called Ted Drews. They mix in. They do what's called. Uh, Concretes, it's like a blizzard, same thing. Yeah, and they yeah, mix yeah. in Heath bars and chocolate sauce. It's so good, and toffee, like the caramel swirl, so good. Yeah, no doubt. No, and that's what this smells like. No it smells doubt. like I, it smells like I, I had, Heath bar. I, I like the obscure candy bars. Like I, I don't buy a regular Snickers. I want like a Snickers with almonds, or I want a Milky Way dark, or I, I kind of I don't know, I like the like the different. Hershey's oh, with yeah. almonds. I'm, I like I like almonds though, but Hershey's with almonds and Snickers with almonds are 
amazing. Snickers is the best. Snickers and Reese's, there's no two finer candy bars in the world. And yeah, and that's why they make a gajillion dollars. Oh, yes, a year they do. All right. On, on let's get into this one. Let's, let's um, taste it. Yeah. Let's get in. Enough about the candy. Okay, no rye spice on that, on that palate whatsoever. Lots of like toffee, creamy butterscotch. Man, so underwhelming presence on the on the front end, but like mid palate, mm-hmm. yes, creamy. All those flavors are hitting, and, and I'm getting like layers of flavors, complex. Like you said, it's. It's got toffee. It's got yeah. caramel. It's it's creamy. Nougat. I mean, oh, and this is this is more got all. The, yeah, this, this has those. This is a candy bar. I don't, this is a straight. Yeah, candy I don't bar. really get a lot of. What is it? I mean, I, you know, I don't get a lot of floral. No. I don't get a lot of fruit. It is like just strictly baking. Yeah, like so. You know, it's weird on this one. It's like, it's like, chocolate, nougat, bread, biscuit. It, it, it's like it's like Twix, Snickers. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Heath bar all rolled into one. Yeah. This is this is really really nice on the palate and really really nice on the finish. As that finish goes on, those like butterscotch flavors really linger. It's it's light. Like the the finish is not. Like oily, it's light, but it lingers. The finish is sweet, sweet as well. Yeah, it's a little tiny bit of banana in there. Just a little. I was about to say there's a, there's a fruit, there's a little fruit happening on the back. Little tiny bit of banana on that on that back end, as you kind of like as your mouth takes in a little bit of oxygen and kind of like. You know, marries all those flavors. A little bit of banana. But really good. Wow. Okay, we definitely we definitely picked the right order so far. Sarah, you're not the four, you're an all-star. Stay clear of the uh, cornerstone. That wasn't great. Yeah, something. You said banana, but I'm almost getting like something in that same realm, like a fig, like figgy, like fig. Or something trop, like not tropical, but like uh, I guess figs tropical. It's like a like a tree, like a. It's definitely a tree. Yeah. You know. Oh. I want to say tree fruit, but most fruit is it's, from trees. It's like a fig, uh, like figs or dates, like a fig, like fig newtons. And like that's that's it because it's kind of got that breadiness to it. That bready. Ooh. Now, yeah, now I want to think Fig Newton. Yeah. Yeah, even when you smell it, you get a little bit of that Fig Newton there and there. This one's good. Very, very good. Okay. Um, judging time. Man. Let's see. Good spice on this one. Just the right amount. 
but also all of these awesome, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna call it candy bar flavors because that's what it is. It's it's toffee, chocolate, a uh, little bit of vanilla, yeah. oak, nougat, breadiness, biscuit, woodiness to it. It tastes like a mix of all of the great candy bars that everybody should love. If you don't love them. Uh, just try some more Heath and, and chop it up and put it in ice cream because it's amazing. Or blend it up with ice cream. Three, three Musketeers. Three Musketeers, yeah. I mean, it, this is re- this is a really good whiskey. So I am going pure, to... Pure nougat, some pure nougat and milk chocolate. I'm going to call this one an 89. I think it's just on the cusp of getting to the 90. If it was a little higher proof with maybe a little bit more of that coated mouthfeel... This would probably jump into the low 90s. And I, I said 90, so yeah. square on the nose. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's right. I think it's right there. Um, this is, I mean, I don't know how many whiskeys we've, i got to say we're probably, we've probably well over the, the 100 whiskey mark at this point. I don't think I've ever had anything that was as candy bar centric as... As this. It's yeah. sweet. So if you don't like sweet whiskey, this is not this no. is not for you. But, no. but uh, there there was uh, one that Shan sent me a while back. He's gonna have to remember it. I want. It's from Texas. It tasted like pure Snickers. Hmm. I forget what it's called, but it tasted like pure Snickers. It was like peanuts it and was chocolate. Whiskey? Yeah, it was whiskey. It's Texas whiskey. He'll have to he'll have to post in the group. He remembers it. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I gotta, I'd have to look at my notes. If I took notes at the time, I mean, this was like, this was like, you know, early, early in BSEA history, like day one of BSEA history, before the podcast. But yeah, All this right. is this is very good, very good. All right, we are on to the Crown Royal Monarch seventy fifth anniversary blend. It is a commemorative whiskey. So this, this again, se- celebrates the uh, the 75th year of King George VI and Queen Elizabeth's royal tour across North America, uh, mostly Canada, but across North America. I mean, when they came to the States, it was like any time the royals come to the States, unless your name is Harry and Meghan, you're well celebrated. Mm. I mean, when, when Will and Kate came to the States, everybody loves Will and Kate. How can you not love Will and Kate? So, again, back in 1939, upon hearing the historic news that the King and Queen of England was going to come to Canada for the first time, uh, this Canadian entrepreneur set out to create a whiskey suited for the pair because, I mean, mean, both both of them love whiskey. I mean, Queen Elizabeth, uh, she drank whiskey well into her, actually, up until the day she died. She was 90-something years old, and she loved her whiskey. So, with perfection on his mind, he sampled over 600 blends of whiskeys and reviewed hundreds of different types of glass, labels, caps, before finally coming to a product in a purple bag, because purple means royalty, and that's where Crown Royal gets their their, their calling card, and then gave this with, uh, uh, gave the, the couple, the, the royal couple, 10 cases stocked with this exquisite blend. So, this is a recreation of that blend. So Master Blender Andrew Mackay has uh, has tried to create an exceptionally smooth limited edition whiskey to commemorate the monumental anniversary of this trip. 
So, let's give this a try. Man, so this is a serious bomb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got a gold uh, stopper thing, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a gold crown stopper, which mimics the crown jewels. It, it is a beautiful bottle. comes in a uh, platinum velvet uh, case or uh, bag, pouch, satchel. satchel. And, uh, and so, yeah, this is, this is their, their um, exclusive blend. So this is their uh, rarer casks that they went to go and find in order to create this original blend. Because they still some have some of that original blend. So, uh, according to the story, Andrew Mackey was testing those and uh, tasting those and trying to create recreate that blend. So, let's see how well Queen he does. Elizabeth in 1939. Yes. And she's not Elizabeth I because technically she's Elizabeth, just Elizabeth, because she's not actually the reigning monarch. She's not the queen monarch. Her husband, King George VI, was actually the king. So, yes, there was Elizabeth I back in the 1700s or 1600s. And then there is uh, Queen Elizabeth today. That's Elizabeth II. This is the queen's mother. This is, this is uh, the big Q's mom. The queen mum. Queen mum. And her dad is King George. Yep, her dad was King George. She ruled up until his death uh, during World War II, which she took over in, I think, 1953, right? I think that was her coronation. She was like 19 years old. You, you tell me. I love, I love the, the queen. She is, she is a treasure. She drinks whiskey every day. So, yeah, and she's fucking not, gotta be. She's 90 something. She's gotta be. Uh, 96, I think. Jesus Christ. She's she's got to be an animatronic at this point, huh? I mean, she's ninety four. Partial, partial animatronic. She's ninety four. Still kicking, still drinking yeah. her whiskey and champagne. She still, she loves her champagne, loves her whiskey. She drink Tattinger and uh, she, and, No, she does. What is their royal uh, warrant? She does Bollinger, Paul Roger, and Moe Chandon. I think are her three. Oh, and Dom, Dom. What's what's the uh, what's the what's her whiskey? What's got her? So her favorite whiskey is actually Johnny Walker because that was her dad's favorite whiskey, uh, and that's where they get the the Johnny Walker King George is their like most exclusive blend. That was one made for King George the Sixth. There you go. Yeah. Crazy. All right. All right. So let's dig into this one here. So this is. I mean, a four hundred plus dollar bottle. Yes, this is a this is a really really exclusive bottle. Does not come out very often. Uh, I think it's probably I think he's actually retired at this point. But man, even at retail price, I think it was like two ninety nine when it came out. Good. So seventy seventy fifth anniversary puts this at twenty fourteen. Am I math in that right? 14 what? Two, 2014 is yeah. when this oh, movie yeah. came out. That would have been the, 75th, yes. the 75th edition. Yeah, 2014. 75th anniversary. On the nose. Man. Yeah. 
It's got, I mean, right off the nose, vanilla and caramel, obviously. But then it's got some really nice, like, good scotch-ish dried fruits, like the figs, the dates. Almost like a sherry cask. This definitely, honestly, this one smells just like scotch. Really deep fruits, toffee. Yeah. A little bit of spice, and that's coming from the rye, because there's, there's got to be a pretty high rye uh, mash bill, because it's Canadian. I get the like light cooking, light cooking spices mm-hmm. that cinnamon, nutmeg, kind of dark spice. Yeah, so I mean, this one, this one still has. The, the rye spices, uh, it's not the same rye spices that we saw earlier that have the like the medicinal flavor or that minty, uh, like light, that light mintiness to it. This one has, and see, this one has some, some of that, like, it's not, not orchard fruit, but some of that has some of that tropical, tropical fruit too. I, f- I feel like I get fig and, and banana and date kind of raisiny um, out of this man there's something in there that's just I mean there's there's definitely some cinnamon the more you know that there's there's more cinnamon to it and cloves you know, I'm, I get more I mean I'm getting keep getting banana too on this oh no there's definitely a sweet and f- but not like a sweet fruity aroma yeah no definitely but no. This, is, this is way this is way different too because like if you go to a uh, um, a Caribbean dark rum I mean like bamboo is one of the ones but like some of these some of those are super banana like literally you think they have banana es- extract in them like banana this is just like a very like oh, a yeah s- a very subtle, subtle hint of like smelling a banana in the like smelling a banana still in the like what I guess you call it rind in the in the its peel, skin the in the peel in the skin not like a taste of of bananas. Yeah, no, it's definitely there, especially when you blow the when you blow the ethanol away. Because this one, this one's actually the highest proof we've had tonight. Oh, we know. Yeah, this one's forty. No, this was forty. Oh, Never mind, it's forty. Yeah, they they're they're getting their money. Oh, yeah. dragging their dragging it out. They're getting their money's worth. It, it's definitely got the banana in there, and and you, you know you blow it away, you get that banana. It gets nice baking spices. Not the banana nut bread we've seen from Jack Daniels. Uh, from their single barrel, yeah. but a nice bit of uh, nice bit of green apple, which is common to Crown Royal. Um, very very good nose. No, nothing like nothing offensive. No, all right. Let's go in. Okay, this one's got much more oakiness to it. This is a really fruity vanilla caramel butterscotch. 
palate than anything else before. Yeah, this is smooth, but but it's uh, it's bold. Those flavors you talked about are are right there. And this has got a this is this is full flavored from beginning to end. Like it's some of those first ones, first part of the, the tongue, first part of your palate, they were kind of empty. This is it's front to back. This is honestly. Very well in the dark fruits, the figs, the raisins, the dates. This is a nice blend of rye and scotch flavors. Some good spices with the with the rye spice, the good bourbon spices that you're, the bourbon notes you get with the caramel, vanilla, butterscotch, and then it marries that scotch flavor with the the dark fruits, the sultanas, um, yeah, the figs, fig, the raisins. Raisin. Yeah, I mean this is this is a this is a really well blended whiskey. Hmm. You know, people, uh, you know, all too often, I, I, I think this is time for me to get on my soapbox. All too often, people shit on blended whiskey because it's not single malt. It doesn't have to be single malt to be good. Blended whiskey can still be good. And this is a, this is a prime example. I mean, of course, at $400, it better be a prime example of good blended whiskey, but still... You know, this is not a, this is not one that I find anything wrong with. I actually really enjoy everything about this whiskey. The finishes, it's long. It's actually got some creaminess to it, despite being forty percent. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoy this. Yeah, to me, just the, the creamy and smoothness is pretty pretty awesome. This one, I think, of the batch, too. Um, I mean, some of the other ones, the, the bourbon had kind of the oaky finish, but this one has that subtle oak throughout the palate, the palating, I guess, experience. I can taste, I can taste that, that you know, that oak, that oak presence. I mean... Slight, slight smoke, slight oak, but I think that also lends in depth of the palate. And to me, this one, um, the gym is just the, the the mouthfeel on this, and then how it just keeps throwing, throwing flavors. Like you said, it's kind of got some some of those aged or dark. Some of those dark fruits are happening, but it's still got, you know, kind of the classic. Vanilla, caramel, butterscotch, toffee, all that stuff. But then it has fig. It has a little banana. It has a little um, saltan. Saltan. Sultanus. Sultanus. Yeah, which is just golden raisins that have been dried out. And yeah. The golden raisins that have been fermented. Um, I, I can't say anything bad about this one. I actually really enjoy everything about it. They're, I mean, this is a, a fine whiskey. Um, it, it, it's It's got everything that you would... Like everything mirrors from the nose to the palate to the finish, everything kind of flows nicely. It's not like, you know, when you get to it like like we had in uh, um, Cornerstone, where you, the nose is great, the palate and the finish are way off, and just don't even mirror the nose whatsoever. Or the bourbon, where the nose doesn't mirror the palate and the finish. And this is just a perfect uh, coffee still whiskey that goes from start to finish beautifully. It's got some nice fruity notes 
also some sweet notes and then some earthy notes and a little bit of oak and honestly well done cheers canada cheers canada this makes up for justin bieber and nickelback and, yeah and nickelback if only you'd make music as well as you do canadian whiskey well they have rush that's true and i think brian I brian, think adams, brian yes. adams yes so that that so, that turns so two for <laughs> two for four on <laughs> they're batting 500 oh wait that's celine dion oh yeah yeah and uh, who's that other chick? Uh, the Call Me Maybe lady. Uh, yeah, Carly, Carly Rae Jeps- Jepsen. Jepsen. Jeps- Jeps- yep. She was Canadian? I think she's Canadian. I'm pretty sure she's Canadian. Give it give it to him. One hit, one hit wonder oh, there if I've ever God, seen. yeah. All right, so uh, this one. Uh, let me recap my notes here. Rice spice on the nose. Deep dark fruits, banana green apple on the nose, a good balanced flavor. And then the palate, it just it, it's a mind-boggling blow of caramel, vanilla, butterscotch, figs, raisins, rice spice, it's just everything all in that palate. And then lending to that really smooth, long, creamy finish with some really nice oak. I mean that's it was just a good oaky finish. Like not overly oaked, but you could taste you could taste the barrel. So, Brant, on this last one, which which I'm going to say is probably the creme de la creme that we've had tonight. They've gotten progressively better each one. What do you give it? Hmm. I'm having to dig back in for a couple extra last swigs. Can just see myself at Buckingham Palace, right? You know, drinking drinking this with in the stateroom with royalty. Um, in you know, in the in the grand stateroom, which uh, I gotta say, if you ever get a chance to go to England and they open Buckingham Palace for tours, they do it twice a year. It is honestly well worth the ticket price. I think we paid like thirty quid per ticket, and it was just an awesome, awesome tour to walk through Buckingham Palace. To see the grounds, to see the gardens, to see the stateroom. Very cool. Honestly, one of the best tours I've ever done. And I think I've toured seven royal palaces now. Uh, Buckingham is amazing. Um, I mean, rarity kind of skews this a little bit, but I I do like... um, I just keep going back to the depth on the palate, how thick and creamy the, the mouthfeel is and the, the, the flavors it's got. Um, I mean, I give it the best of the night, but not by far. I mean, I'm giving it one over XR. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. A, ni- 90, a 91. I mean, I mean this, um, doesn't, this doesn't get into Glendronic territory for me. Uh, no, but I mean, I give it 91. So, I mean, I kind of put it in that that league of extraordinary whiskeys, uh, you know, if you say a nine, you know, if you say you cross into that 
91 plus range. It's in that. It's in that league. Um, this is one of the you know definitely. Thank you, Sarah. One of the yes. coolest things I've I've got to taste um, since doing this. So that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why I'm trying to downplay a 91. I mean, it's a fucking 91. It's a great. No, it's, it's great. No, you you can't downplay this. I mean, uh, just tasting that last uh, that you know one more sip before I give my my notes on this. Or get my review on this. Um, I get a little clotted cream. It's got this like really creamy texture to it. This like milky texture to it. I really enjoy this one. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you. I I think this for me is a 92. It is a a well balanced whiskey. It it does everything it's supposed to do from start to finish. There's nothing bad about this whiskey, and uh, I'm not trying to downplay it at all either. But it's a 92. This is a good whiskey. If you could find this. $400 is a lot for a bottle of whiskey but the rarity on this one right now and I think that's kind of the secondary markup I think originally it was probably in the 260 range okay. I would if, if if I could find this for 260 275 there's no doubt about it I would purchase it I, I definitely think this is one you could purchase and drink from time to time and just enjoy but it's now six years old and it is, uh, it's long gone. Which is sad because this is a really, really good whiskey. Yeah, it's pretty damn, pretty damn good. I do want to thank Sarah Ford uh, for this awesome experience. This is really cool to taste five different whiskeys from the same distillery and see the range that one distillery can, can do. I mean, we haven't, we haven't really done this. We haven't done a, a distiller's collection like this, uh, where where we taste five different whiskeys, and you know what, Brent? Maybe maybe we will taste some Crown Royal. You can get them in the little airplane sample bottles that we can. Yeah, we so can, I have to spend a ton of money. Yeah. Just get a little smaller. We could taste it and see what that ranks, but I, I have a feeling that's going to go down uh, by the uh, the Cornerstone blend there. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would hope that Crown Royal, one of the biggest selling brands. So I would. I, I mean, it's a top Crown Royal original is a top ten. I mean, for a fact, top. Oh 10, yeah. You know, Nielsen data skew in America. Oh yeah, it's definitely one of the top um, ten whiskeys would, in America. I would hope it's not. I think it's one of the top ten spirits in America. Um, Tito's being number one for some stupid fucking reason. It's cheap. That's another story. That's another story. It's, it's but, cheap and it's, it's um, accessible. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think, uh, I'd hope that the regular Crown Royal is a step up from that, that corner. Yeah. Down. All right. So four for five on you, Sarah. That was, that was really good. Uh, you're. Yeah. I mean, you're the greatest batter. Yeah. You're, you're definitely Kurt. Batter. You're definitely Kurt Gibson level in my mind. Um, I'm talking to her Dodger lingo because I know she's a huge Dodger fan. Uh, so, look, uh, thank you, Sarah. Uh, thank you, Sarah Ford, for sending us this stuff. We really enjoy when you guys find something that you love and send it to us for in these little sample. Like, we, we got these, you know, small sample bottles. It, you can find them on Amazon. If you have something that you think we would like, by all means, let us, you know, get in touch with us. We'll gladly take, uh, take a t- chance to review it on the air and let you know what we think of it and uh, and just you know have a dream with us 
Absolutely. So, love love trying trying new stuff for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, cheers to you, Sarah. Thank you very much uh, for this. So, this uh, official uh, BSEA salute goes out to you, Brant. If you came here to learn, drink what you learn. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit as a friend. And if you came for an adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everybody.